Hello, everybody, and welcome to a very special edition of the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. You may ask why it is special, and gosh darn it, it is because we are here. I am your host, Bryant, joined as always by Andrew and Brendan. You may ask why I did not have nicknames for you this week. It is because I am lazy and I don't have the time to do it. Uh, and I have to save them for next year because, <laughs> gee darn it. <laughs> we'll come back strong with the nicknames yeah. next year. Yep, yep, yep. Got a whole, yeah. Like six months to think. I need an off season just to come up with yeah. a year's worth. So to relax. I highly appreciate everybody's going. patience with me. We apologize for the hiatus. We needed to recover from a jam-packed season. Yeah, it's the holiday season, you know? It is nice to be back. I missed you guys, and I missed talking fantasy football and football in general. Mm-hmm. So today, we're going to start our episode with uh, just a, a fun prediction of this weekend's games. There are four games that we are needing to break down and they're going to be fun ones. The first game we are going to predict and talk about is the Titans-Patriots. Andrew, we feel yeah. split on this. We did split on this. I kind of I kind of took a risk, but, you know, yeah, I've been well, riding. I, nobody's surprised. I mean, you are. Yeah, I've been I'd riding say, this team. Since, I think you support like, Ryan Tannehill more than his wife. I think I do, too. You know, yeah, I you think are I do, too. all over Tannehill and the Titans. I'm all about Tannehill. And Derrick Henry, man. I mean, that dude yeah, Derek is Henry. an absolute monster. Salad. So. Uh, I am a fan of the Patriots winning this game. I don't think the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl, um, but I do think they beat the Titans. Um, I don't think it'll be a blowout by any means, but I think the experience the Patriots bring to the table, it's in Foxborough. Yeah. I, I just don't think the Titans have the pedigree to get it done. They're a newly successful team. Um, so I, I like the Patriots. I think their defense wins it for them. Uh, but yeah, I think the offense does just enough. This yeah. offense is pretty similar to when the Patriots beat the Falcons in the Super Bowl. They didn't have Gronk. You know, they were fighting injuries. This is a similar team. You know, they are relying more on their defense. So I, I think agree. the Patriots yeah. do just enough to win. I, I think that, well, first of all, there's a lot of great matchups going on here. We got Derrick Henry, which I think was the second best running back in the league. I mean, led the league in rushing yards. Tied for first in rushing TDs. This dude's a monster going up against one of the best rushing defenses in the NFL. I guess going up against one of the best defenses in the NFL, period. Um, so that's going to be a fun matchup to watch. Also, A.J. Brown versus Stephon Gilmore. Talent versus talent and experience. So that's going to be a fun matchup. <laughs> I was going to say talent versus experience. Talent but versus Talent also, and experience. That's going to be a fun matchup. I'm sure for the uh, ultimate underdogs here, Tennessee Titans. I think that they're in a hot streak right now. Patriots weren't looking too hot towards the end of the season, so just lost to Miami last week. I think that they, they're they going to struggle. I think they're underestimating the Titans. Yeah, and I, I truly wouldn't be surprised if the Titans win. I think there is a pretty legitimate chance that they do, mm-hmm. um, but I think it's like... I think it's 60% chance the Patriots win, 40% chance the Titans win. Yeah. Um, I'm going yeah. 51 49 Titans. Jeez. Nice math. Brendan, who do you think is going to win? I think the Patriots are going to win this one. Yeah. Thank you, that's, sir. That's a pretty, pretty obvious one. But <laughs> the next yeah. game we are previewing is the Bills versus the Texans. These are two teams I love. So I am thrilled to see these two teams face off. Um, 
another shocker. We don't agree on this one either. Um, I'm taking the Bills because, gosh darn it, I love them. And you're taking the Texans because you hate me. So what I like about the Bills is everything. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I I think these two teams are pretty similar. Um, Josh Allen, you know, he's not the most amazing quarterback, but the guy just wins. You know, he uses his legs when he needs to. He can throw deep when he needs to. He's not the most pretty. He's not the most polished, but the dude knows how to win. So I think I think John Brown will be able to take advantage of this depleted secondary of the, te- of the Texans. Um, I think Singletary is able to get enough done in the run game to stay effective. And I think really it's going to be the defense of the Bills that wins this game for the Bills. I think... I think the Texans are going to struggle in offense. Um, you know, I'm really looking forward to the matchup uh, between DeAndre Hopkins and Tredavious White. I think Tredavious White and Gilmore are, they actually tied the NFL uh, for interceptions, which hey, I thought was pretty funny. Don't forget about Anthony Harris in there as well. Yeah, yeah, true as well. Um, but yeah, I think Tredavious White does enough to slow down Hopkins. Um, I think Hopkins wins that matchup overall. But you know, if they don't throw it to Hopkins, I think it really comes down to if Fuller's healthy. If Fuller's healthy, ready to go, if they have their trio, that might be tough to, to deal with. But yeah. I don't expect Fuller to play. Um, yeah, I, I just don't think this Texans team can win in playoffs. They have good pieces, but. You know, I I think the Bills have them outclassed at each position. Yeah, I I think that that definitely on defense, Bills outclass the Texans. But I think Texans have a better offense. I think this is uh, that you know category of experience versus, I guess I don't know. I, I just experience. The Texans have experience in the playoffs. They don't have good experiences in the playoffs. The Bills made the think, playoffs last year, idiot. Yeah, but without Devin Singletary, <laughs> without John Brown, right? So they got all their all their top players haven't played in the playoffs before. I, yeah. I have more confidence for the Texans, especially I mean, watching last game, Bills getting destroyed by the Jets. That did not really convince me to root for, or I guess to to cheer on the bills. I, I mean, think that the Texans experience is, is going to, it's going to be, well, good. and they're at home too. In all fairness, the only experience the Texans have in postseason is losing. It is losing, um, but it is experience. Yeah, The only part of the field that I think the Texans beat the bills is the quarterback and Deandre Hopkins. Other than that, I think every position is in favor of the bills. I think this is going to be the highest scoring game of, of all four. No, games. get out of yeah. here. It's going to be Viking saints. Nah, no. Anyway, this, so this we feel differently. Game. Brendan, Bills, Texans. I'm going Bills, baby. Bills, yes, all right. Brendan, I wanted, we are I, we're connected, man. I, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. I want it. the Bills it's to win, but I predict the Texans are going to win this one. Yeah, because you're a jerk and you don't believe. Yeah. You're probably the kid on the bus, like in oh, third boy. grade, who was talking uh-huh. about Santa Claus and just ruining little kids' no. lives. No, that was probably was, you. No, nah, it was ruined. That or you found out when you were like 19. No, Um, (laughs) that was like 17, man. Yeah, (laughs) fair point, fair point. Next up, we are previewing, I think, the most exciting game of the weekend, Vikings versus Saints. Yeah. We both have the Saints. Love the Vikings, bless their hearts. But this is a scary Saints team, Um, and I think they're pretty ticked off from the past couple years. They're ticked out for the Minneapolis Merrick miracle. 
I think the Saints just pummel the Vikings in, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just into the I, ground. I'm nervous about this. Like you said, they're not happy. The the Minneapolis miracle, and then the next year, uh, getting that pa- I guess the no pass interference call yeah. with the Rams. They are they are upset, uh, and it doesn't help that it's at the Superdome. No, it doesn't help the Vikings' case. I mean, Mike Zimmer said to himself, "No one believes that the Vikings are going to win this." Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's Kamara, it's Breeze, it's Thomas. That is. Horrifying. It's, it's the best wide receiver in the game. And he is Michael Thomas is just scaring me. Like I've had nightmares about Michael Thomas this week. He's just just him tearing up our defense. So so dramatic. It is. It is, man. But you know, what what can you do? The Saints team is amazing all around team. Their defense, especially their rushing defense, is great. Um yeah, I, I can't see a, a way that the Vikings are gonna win this. Especially hey, Andrew, based on the last performance. I know you know the answer to this, but yeah. for yeah. our fans or our listeners who are not from the Midwest, mm-hmm. Andrew, why are the Vikings purple? Ah, see, I know this joke. Mm-hmm. I don't like this joke because yeah. it really, Cause really it's factual. Uh, it hits hard. The Vikings are purple because they're choking. Yeah. I expect the Vikings to choke in playoffs once again. I, mean, I think Zimmer's back next year. Um, but man, if he doesn't do well next year, I think they can move on from Zimmer. I, I don't even think we're going to choke. I just think we're going to get outplayed. <laughs> well, that's it's, choking. It's in playoffs. About, I mean, it's really not about like choking. They're just the better team. It would choke if we were the, the favorites to win and then we hmm. just get blown out. But yeah, no, no one, again, no one expects us to win. I hope we do. Yeah. Kind of like the bills game. I hope the bills win, but. You know, yeah, there's just no way. Brendan, even though Andrew and I agreed, do you think the Saints are going to beat the Vikings? That that was a weird way to word that. I think uh, that was supposed to be a trick question. Yes, the Saints are going to beat the Vikings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Um, No love for the Vikings, even from the fans. I'm showing love. I just don't have faith. Yeah. I'm going to support them until I die, but. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. Uh, it might be earlier rather than later. <laughs> Watching this game, man. Oh, nervous. Uh, next up, we have the game I'm least looking forward to. Uh, really? Seahawks versus Eagles. This is a game I just have zero interest in. Um, but wow. I love football, so I'll be watching it. Uh, we picked opposite sides of this. I picked the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. You picked the Eagles. I have no idea how you can support the Eagles at this point. I... It's, there's it's another there's difficult no thing. aspect of their team as a whole that I believe in. I think their best player is their coach. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, it's Doug Peterson, so it's not saying all yeah. that much. Well, um, Doug Peterson's a good coach, but I, I think that it's going to be um, – Seattle has a terrible secondary. Oh, so and I the Eagles that, don't? The, I just think that the Eagles could – I think it's going to be a, another high-scoring game. Yeah, and Andrew, I think who's, who's the Eagles' top receiver? Who's the Eagles' top receiver? Zach Ertz. Uh, I'm sorry, do you mean the gentleman with a lacerated kidney who's not going to play? Oh, yeah. Uh, Boston Scott. I said receiver. So Boston, Boston Scott's Scott. their top yeah. receiver. I don't so know. So you're Listen, picking the team it's, that's it's gonna be, <laughs> rallying around Boston Scott. It's going to be ugly, but they're going to get the win. Seattle's hurt, too. They don't have their top two running backs. They got Marshawn Lynch. They have Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah. Did you see how he looked last week? This he looked good. He looked okay. That was his first game back in a year, he looked, man. He looked okay. Oh, my gosh. He looked better than Boston this, Scott. You're giving him the same hype that people had around Levy and Bell. It's like missing a year. He looked great. But, no, I don't think he's I don't think he's going to He's gonna do okay. But he's not the Marshawn Lynch All that right. we know and love. 
So. I just like arguing with you. Yeah. Okay. Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson. That's a wash. I'll give that to you. I like Wilson more, but you know, respect where respect is due. We'll say quarterback positions a wash. Sure. Let's compare wide receivers. Andrew, yeah. who are the top? Th- Let's just go top two receivers on the Eagles. Top two receivers on the Eagles. JJ Arcego Whiteside, and I yeah. cannot tell you the second one. Does, the top I was two say, for the Seahawks. Uh, so it would be Goddard because Ertz is going to yeah. be out. So you you have Dallas Goddard and JJ Arcego Whiteside as uh-huh. the top two receivers. Joshua Perkins would be the next one. Awesome. The Seahawks have <laughs> Tyler awesome. Lockett and DK yeah. Metcalf. Yeah. Not even including their tight end Hollister. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, running back you have Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. Um, yeah. Against Marshawn freaking Lynch, the man, the myth, the legend. Just takes just casually takes a year off football, comes back for playoffs, and looks good shaking his rust out. They're going up against the Eagles have oh, the third man. best rushing defense in the league. They give yeah, up only ninety yards a if game. If only they needed to throw to two of the best receivers <laughs> in football. I, we're getting way into this, but we're getting I, into I just it, I have no idea how the crap the Eagles can win this game. It's gonna be the rotation of the run games. Boston Scott and Miles Sanders. I don't again really I don't, so I don't those really are the uh, the world yeah. beaters. Yep, are, they wow. are going to beat the Seahawks. I don't. It's going to be ugly. Uh, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a close game. But I think that that somehow the Eagles can pull through. Yeah, I just disagree so strongly. Yeah. Um. I mean, we saw the Seahawks almost beat the 49ers last week. Uh huh. Eagles would get absolutely obliterated by the 49ers. Um. Yeah. I don't, I don't doubt that. And you feel differently, Brendan. Will who do you pick, my friend? Week? So, Brian, we're still in the same frequency here. Yeah. I, I'm going Seahawks. Wow. I don't think there's any way the Eagles win this game. Yeah, I, I, it's going to happen. Unless Philly fans happen. throw batteries at every single Seahawks player and they all get concussed, I, I just don't hey, see how the Eagles are going to do it. It could be snowballs. So, so, so specific. It oh, could be you, snowballs. Philly fans are the worst. They, they are, are the worst. And there's I have no respect for that. I mean, it's, it's hard to be the best at something. Yeah. They're the best I mean, at being the worst fans. When you so, throw respect. snowballs at Santa Claus, you're going to be known as the worst fans. <laughs> but well, yeah, I, they're going to do it somehow. It's going to be weird, and it's not going to be that fun. But they're You know what makes it. me the most happy, Andrew? What makes you the most happy, Brian? We The only thing we agreed on in this first round of playoffs is that the Vikings will get their funny. butts kicked. That so. makes me the least happy. That fills me with more joy than I can bring to you. I would take a Vikings win over uh, all of my other predictions in the, in this week. <laughs> I bet you I don't would. care if you beat me this week in predictions. I don't care if you beat me next year. Just let us beat the freaking Saints. The rest of the podcast, we are going yeah. to be breaking down how the quarterback position turned out uh, this mm-hmm. 2019 fantasy football season. Starting out, we'll go top 10 quarterbacks. Um, yeah. Number 10, and Andrew, can you explain to everybody what format we use to distinguish the top quarterbacks? Yeah, so this is a uh, half-point PPR league, so it'll be throughout the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends. Well, this is quarterback, so that's It's quarterback, but I'm just saying once we go over all the predictions. uh, We're starting at number 10, going down to number one. What what other questions you got? Holy cow. You did not help at all. No, what do you mean by format? Four point per passing touchdown. Oh, okay. Six point per rushing touchdown. And 25 yards for one point. Yes, that one. 
Oh my god, <laughs> that was. We're we're. <laughs> I just wanted you to. Regular season's over, over, man. We're we're on vacation. Over. I'm, Holy I'm cow, it. that was painful. No, we're good. We're good. Um, yeah. So number ten was Carson Wentz. Yeah. Uh, I'm frankly astonished he was able to crack the top ten based on just how decimated his his team was this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, truly, all he really had was his tight ends, yeah. um, and Ertz started out so slow. Um, you know, his wide receiving core was I mean, Deshaun Jackson started out. He had played one game this season. It was awesome. And he's been out since, you know, uh, I can't remember it's, Alshon Jeffrey. He kept getting rough. hurt. Yeah. It, it's yeah. been a nightmare and he still ends up top 10. He passed for over 4,000 yards, had 27 passing touchdowns. That's one more passing touchdown than Aaron Rodgers. There you go. Uh, you know, he looked good. Uh, honestly, he, he he looks like the number one overall player that he yeah. is. Yeah. Um, you know, like there he's... was a lot of skepticism when he was drafted coming out of a D2 school. Or was it D3? Mm-hmm. I can't remember. But yeah, not a D1 an school. Yeah. Um, and he really has looked the part. He's tough. He stayed healthy all season. That's new for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he looked good. So I guess my question for you, he was top yeah. 10 this year, barely. He was just barely. I, I don't know how he doesn't finish, you know, top six next season because if all of his weapons are healthy, you know, he could do way better if he had Deshaun Jackson. I don't know yeah. how he doesn't end up with, you know, five to ten more touchdowns. Exactly. And and I should mention our first episode uh, this season, we went over our predictions of the top ten quarterbacks this season. We put Carson Wentz as number six because we said that he mm-hmm. has the best receiving core he's ever had. With yep. Jeffrey Aguilar and Sean Jackson, we see how that turned out. So I think that sixth could have been pretty likely this season if yeah. he had those receiving cores. So yeah, it's funny enough that you mentioned that. Yeah, and, and truly the number six player this year is, you know, spoiler alert, it's Josh Allen. You know, I could easily see where Carson Wentz could have done what Josh Allen did this season. Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, yeah very funny. Um, I don't know if there's anything else you want to say. Uh, you know, he had seven seven interceptions um, that's not bad yeah that's not bad at all for example i mean deshaun watson had 12 interceptions so carson yeah. Wentz was pretty stingy with the ball so that's impressive um his rushing yards you know i think he is capable of more than that he is a very athletic dude mm-hmm. but i think part of the reason he stayed healthy this year is because he didn't push it he didn't yeah. force the rush so granted that it's kind of a step back for fantasy but because he was healthy you know he was you could have him all season long. Um, and agree, he wasn't yeah. really one of those players that ebbed and flowed. He didn't have the, you know, high scoring weeks and go back to low scoring weeks. Yeah. You know, it was a pretty, pretty standard. Yeah. He, he, he was a good predictable quarterback. So, yeah, it's, it's funny that you mentioned the injuries too, because that's the last uh, the last thing we talked about on the, uh, the first episode about Carson Wentz. We said he missed seven out of the last uh, seven games out of the last two seasons. We said he has a lot of upside if he's healthy, and he was. And here's the upside. I guess he's missing receivers, but yeah. And at number nine, we have, uh, it breaks my heart, but Aaron Rodgers. I'm proud he made top 10 because as an Aaron Rodgers owner, it did not feel like it. No. <laughs> this was the ugliest, ugliest season I've ever seen him play. Um, and I... This is hard for me. And, and Andrew, I, I do respect your opinion, but I think mm-hmm. I'm a little more in tune with what Rodgers is the, now. With the Packers, yeah. He, he's not an every week lock anymore. 
Um, this isn't no. the Packers offense of 2011. You know, he doesn't have dependable receivers. And this year, Devonta Adams was hurt for a big chunk of it, and he struggled because of it. MVS turned into nothing. Jerome Allison, nothing. Mm-hmm. Outside of Devonta Adams, he doesn't have a reliable target. Jimmy Graham is no longer what he was. So, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot to work with. He is still Aaron Rodgers. And I think, you know, his top 10 performance is a testament to that. Without Mm -hmm. his top target, Devonta Adams, he was able to get it done (laughs) for the most part. Just barely, yeah. As a very low-end quarterback one. Right. He had over 4,000 yards, barely. 26 passing touchdowns, only four interceptions. That's good. You know, it... It's tough. You know, before the season started, we had him ranked third. Um, yeah, it just it's hard to see. I think this is what is to be expected. Um, if, if the Packers can get another competent receiver, and by competent, I mean catch the bleeping ball. <laughs> there's, Honestly, there's that's so uh, many drops. If we had, I'm, I'm so trying not to get drops. too mad because I don't want to swear on this podcast. If we had Cole Beasley... That, yeah, that's all I'm asking. A player of Cole Beasley's ability, I think Aaron Rodgers would be at least seven. Yeah, um, and that's why we we put him so high in the preseason rankings because we thought that you know yeah. if, De, if Devonte Adams is healthy and he's got two uh, new wide receivers that looked yeah. pretty good last year, they looked great last year. I thought MBS was going to take a huge step forward. Yep, yeah. and it just didn't work out. Kind of yeah. like for Carson Wentz, we were excited about the receiving core. Didn't work out. That's why they are towards the bottom of the top 10 list. Yeah. So I, I think next year it will be better. Uh, another mm-hmm. year. And, and, th- and this was the first season with their new head coach's offense. Yep. So, I mean, there is a lear- uh, there is a learning curve with that. Um, and he has no weapons. So, you know, this was the lower end of what I expected. Impressed he was still a top 10 option. Next mm-hmm. season, I am more optimistic he gets better next season. But... I don't think he's going to finish number one anymore. You know, no. he did have games this this year where he destroyed he five touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, he had he had. We saw what he's still capable of. You know, he is still capable of being an absolutely elite fantasy football player, but there's not as many as there used to be. So yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he will still be top ten, could be top top six, but I don't the think he's going to be one or two anytime yeah. soon. Potential to be top six. Anything else you have to add to the Aaron Rodgers? No. Unfortunate season ending. We have a surprise at number eight. Kyler Murray. Yeah. This is impressive for just a huge amount of reasons. Number one, huge surprise in Cliff Kingsbury's offense. Um, Mm -hmm. Cliff Kingsbury made the switch. He was a uh, college football coach last year. Um, And he made the jump to NFL. Uh, coaching and he didn't skip a beat. You know, there's so much hype about his offense style, if it would translate to the NFL. And he took the Cardinals from literally the worst in the NFL to they're kind of middle of the pack right now. That's Very a middle huge, pack, yeah. huge jump. First five, year, first time NFL coach, hugely impressed. Um, but it's not all Cliff. A huge part of that was Kyler Murray. He showed so much better than I expected. He was one of those yeah. people that, you know, I could see him finishing as a top 10. Um, but that would be if he performed above expectations. 
And yeah, he truly I, did. He was I great. Um, I was thrilled. He showed out in a huge way, and he's somebody I am really, really excited about in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, he had 3,700 passing yards, 20 passing touchdowns. Here's where it gets good. He had over 500 rushing yards. For example, Josh Allen, we consider to be a really dangerous rushing quarterback. Josh Allen had 510 rushing yards. Kyler Murray had 544. And he had Mm -hmm. four rushing touchdowns. You know, I only expect that to improve. And you saw it. Each game, he got more and more confident, and he got more and more dangerous. So next year, I think the thing that makes him unique is his running ability and that's that's what made lamar jackson wonderful this year yeah and that's where the nfl is headed it's the rushing quarterbacks that mm-hmm. make a difference so mm-hmm. i think i think kyler murray is a legit chance to be a top top five top three quarterback next year i think if i had to pick a player to make the lamar jackson jump it would be kyler murray. it would be kyler i yeah i think it would be kyler as well so he finished second in rushing yards by a quarterback uh, and like you said, this is where the NFL is headed. These rushing quarterbacks uh, have a higher chance of finishing top 10. Um, it, there's no wonder that the eight, the uh, there's out of the top 10 uh, rushing quarterbacks this, this year, based on rushing yards, eight of them are in the top 10 quarterbacks in fantasy points. So that's, yeah, that's what I and, got to add there. And I, I do feel bad for Cardinals fans. Mm-hmm. They're in such a hard conference. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. The Rams, the Seahawks, the 49ers. Oh. That's it, I thought it would be I didn't think the 49ers would be that good, so I thought <laughs> nobody did. Okay, at least they can get two games against the 49ers, but Yeah. No. No, and and they looked really good this year. I am really excited for them to build up this team. Yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, you know, we know who he is. But mm-hmm. with Christian Kirk with Andy Isabella, if they can get, you know, a pretty competent team, you know, Kenyon Drake looked great. You know, he this looks really good. This is a dangerous team. And yeah. what really makes me excited is their defense is awful. So if they can really <laughs> vamp up their offense, keep their yep. defense bad, this is going to be a fantasy football gold mine uh, really Absolutely. everywhere. So thrilled about this Cardinals team. Yep. Kyler Murray impressed me in a major way, and I expect mm. huge things from him in 2020. Yeah, he's the first quarterback on our list that uh, we did not predict to finish top 10. Yeah, yeah, and I'm happy that he did. At number seven, we have a huge surprise, Patrick Mahomes. Andrew, feel free to take the liberty to break down Patrick Mahomes' season. Yeah, so at the beginning of the season, uh, we predicted that he would regress a little bit. Uh, I don't think we predicted him to finish uh, seventh, though. Not a chance. So he finished with 4,031 passing yards. So that's right around the level of Carson Wentz and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, 26 passing TDs. Again, right around the level of Rodgers uh, and Wentz. Um, 510, or sorry, excuse me, that's Josh Allen. 218 rushing yards and two uh, rushing touchdowns. So like I said, we predicted him to be first. Uh, He's now seventh. So I think that could this be due to Tyreek Hill being injured, or is that not enough of an excuse? What do you think? It's a combination of things. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was injured. He missed yeah. a couple games. Um, so between that, uh, and even when he was playing, he wasn't performing nearly to the level he did last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it really was not even close, even when he was healthy. You know, I think a huge part of it was Tyreek Hill being out 
when Tyreek Hill came back, you saw a huge uptick uh, uptick in Patrick Mahomes' production. And we did see near the end of the year, his fantasy numbers did go up quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I do expect him to be a whole lot better next season. I don't think he'll go back to being number one overall quarterback anymore. I think I think Lamar Jackson has that solidly in his camp as long as yeah, he continues rushing the way he is. But of the pure passers, I think Mahomes has the best shot of leading those guys. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so unfortunately, injury, huge factor. You know, and, you know, running game, it was not nearly as effective. So Damien yeah. Williams, LaShawn McCoy, Daryl Williams, this isn't the Kareem Hunt offense. It was much harder to, you know, he didn't have that supporting cast that he mm-hmm. had last year uh, with between injuries to himself uh, and others. So I'm not going to say a lost season because he was still seven. He was still incredibly effective when he was in. Um, I mean, Aaron Rodgers played every single game this year. Mahomes didn't, and he was still seven. Yeah. <laughs> but yep. yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm babbling at this point, but Mahomes still very good. I'm not concerned at all in the future. No. He's going to continue to crush it. Yeah, I think top five next season. Um, yeah, I think that sums him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I want to point out, you know, I'm a fan of late round quarterbacks. That, that's just who I am. I like to take quarterbacks late. Because it's easy to find values. I mean, for example, Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Do I need to say more? Yeah. People paid up huge for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, in our league, we did an auction draft, and Mahomes mm-hmm. went for, gosh, I think it was like over $50. It was, a, I think, around 52 Yeah. Yeah, in a $200 auction league, which is That's huge. Insane. That did not pay off very well. A quarter um, of your money, his average ADP... I guess his ADP uh, at the beginning of the season was 303. So third pick in the third round. Yeah. And a lot of people took him before that, expecting him to do what he did last year. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's just so hard to, to keep up. Not impossible, but very, very difficult. Yeah. So I think he will take a step forward um, from this season. But yeah, just I want people to be cautious of, you know, expecting performances like that again. Yep. Number six, we have my boy, Josh Allen. Sixth overall. I am thrilled with that. He took a huge step forward in, what is this, year three, year two? He's looking like a legitimate NFL quarterback. His team took a big step forward. He has a really good connection with John Brown. And more importantly, he's continued to run. And that's a huge part of his value. He ran for nine rushing touchdowns this season. Led the league. He led the flipping league in rushing touchdowns. He beat Lamar Jackson. Suck it, Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And this may be inappropriate, but I really do oh, see oh, Josh that? Allen as <laughs> a white, less effective version oh, of Lamar Jackson. <laughs> he's he's you, Lamar Jackson white. White, yeah. Also yeah. Lamar Jackson white. Yeah. Um, yeah, Josh Allen, man, so I much. I'm thrilled. You know, you you could take him with your last pick in your draft. He was typically still there. Um, yeah, nine interceptions, so he did have much more control over the ball. You know, that was one of his biggest criticisms going into the year. Absolutely. No, he with this good supporting cast, he really did take a big step forward. And because of his rushing ability, you know, I think he can get even better in 2020. So I I don't think a top five finish is all that unexpected. Not at all. And when we were talking about Kyler Murray, he said if you 
had to pick a quarterback that you think can overtake Lamar Jackson, my bet would be on Josh Allen. I think that he's the guy he can do it. Uh, like I said, he rushes a lot, and he, he has a very good supporting cast with uh, John Brown and the best flex receiver in the game, Cole Beasley. So I do also want to point out, though, he has the lowest yardage in the top 10. He does. Um, he does. he, he threw for just about 3,089 passing yards. Uh, Lamar Jackson had more than him. He had 3,127. Mm-hmm. So lowest yardage, but he was effective on the ground. Yeah. Um, over, like, like we said, over 500 rushing yards and the rushing touchdowns is what elevates him to the next level. Absolutely. Uh, love Josh Allen. I think he's going to have a great career if he continues on this path. 100. At number five, we have famous Jameis himself. Oh, man. I don't know if he's going to be in the Buccaneers next year. Wherever I, he ends I, up, he I is one imagine. exciting mama jama. He, threw, I, uh, he, <laughs> he led the league yeah. in passing yardage, uh, and he threw for 33 passing touchdowns this season. Um, that's nuts. He <laughs> that's had, insane. He also had 30 interceptions this year. First quarterback to ever do that. Yeah, yeah. Touchdown, 30 interceptions. So Jameis Winston, I he it's complicated. He I love Bruce Arians, the head coach for the Buccaneers. I Me think too. he is the most fantasy friendly quarterback guru there is. Love him. And that was a perfect environment for Jameis Winston. If Jameis Winston didn't have 30 interceptions, the sky's the limit. He would be. I mean, he would be exactly where where uh, Patrick Mahomes was last year, I think, because over 5,000 oh, passing yards. I wouldn't yards. go that far. I mean, um, he's, if he didn't throw as many interceptions, he would come close to that. Yeah, yeah, he would definitely be closer. Um, but no, it, it was a weird dichotomy of a player. You know, it was Jekyll and Hyde. You know, you saw yeah. amazing performances from him, and you just saw this awful version of a quarterback. <laughs> so... He has all the natural talent in the world. He can make any yeah. throw. He's got that aggressive mentality, and that's why we love him. But mm-hmm. he just makes horrible decisions, and that's really what keeps him from being a player you can feel comfortable with. You know, he's fifth overall. I would have never felt comfortable playing him. Um, no, there's I did, no and I would game. because he's yeah. a stud, but he can also crush you, and he could also get benched at any point. You know, that's, yeah. we saw that last year with Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. So... Love Jameis Winston. I think the world of him, but I also am horrified of him. But congratulations on being number five. I don't think he's playing for the Bucs next season. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, and he also didn't make our top ten list at the beginning of the season. Um, He wasn't an honorable mention, though. Yeah, yeah, and once again, you know, it's he has the talent. He's on the right team, but I have a feeling he might be in a Chargers uniform next year. Ooh, all right. Yeah, we put down he has uh, elite wide receivers and Mike Evans and breakout candidate Chris Godwin. So Boom, yeah. Good for us predicting that at the beginning <laughs> of the season. Just wanted to throw that out there saying that, you know, we're right about something. Yeah, yeah. It does feel good to pat ourselves on the back sometimes. Mm-hmm. At number four, we have Deshaun Watson. And I think this is what, what we can expect. You know, I think this is the right range for Deshaun Watson. Um, mm-hmm. I will say, I do think he took a step back this year. Um, he had value. He had seven rushing touchdowns, which was the difference maker. You know, when you watch him play, he only had 26 passing touchdowns. Uh, You know, that's, that's not great. That's tied with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. The difference definitely could have improved on that. Yeah. Rodgers had more passing yards 
and he had the same number of passing touchdowns. It really does exemplify how important it is uh, to rush. Seven rushing touchdowns goes a long way in fantasy football, uh, mm-hmm. and that's a huge boost to his value. That's what he can do. But I, I feel like watching the games this season, I just I feel like he wasn't as confident throwing the no. maybe maybe it's not even confidence. I feel like the offense just wasn't as uh, I'm trying to supportive think, cavalier of an offense. Yeah. Like, can you imagine Bruce Arians and Deshaun Watson? That's yeah. a match I would <laughs> love to see. That would that would be nuts. Yeah, so I, I can't quite place it, but I feel like this team, the Texans as an offense, took a step back this year. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. I mean, Watson did throw for less yards, same amount of touchdowns. The thing that I enjoyed a lot about Sean Watson is that he didn't get sacked sixty-two times like like, yeah, like he did that's last huge. year. He's only down to forty-four, which is still really high. Um, and I think why you're kind of having this feeling is because their offensive line still sucks bad so watson's always rushed just constantly so maybe that could be a reason but yeah just the the offense didn't really click this season yeah and i I, please don't get me wrong i love deshaun watson and i think Mm -hmm. if he if these other things are able to get fixed if they get a real gunslinging offense the offensive line can change quickly you know we saw the rams go from a elite not maybe not elite have a great o-line to this year being a a nightmare Mm -hmm. um it can switch you know we can see it so if deshaun watson gets an o-line you know i think this can be a dangerous offense if the pieces are firing on all cylinders and he's four you know you can't complain he had a good season so i love him i am excited to see what he can do next year Mm -hmm. um and thankfully he's a rushing quarterback so i think the potential of him repeating top five is very high Yep, and you know what? If we're talking about patting ourselves on the back, we predicted him fourth last year, and he finished fourth. So, good for us. <laughs> wow, that's actually awesome. Now, we were on the dot about Deshaun yeah. Watts. Bravo. Our first yeah. year doing a fantasy football podcast, I feel like, you know what? Sometimes well, you get it right. And then we get into the top three who <laughs> didn't make our top ten list at the beginning of the season. So a huge surprise this season was Russell Wilson mm-hmm. over 4,000 passing yards, 31 passing touchdowns, only wow. five interceptions. Uh, and he did rush a little bit. I did not expect this from Russell Wilson. You know, this, this is a team going into the, the year. They're like, Oh, they're going to be running it so much. They're not going to really use Russell Wilson at all, but he threw a ton, you know, he, yeah. He did a great job. They really did rely on Wilson. Uh, a big part of that is because Lockett was awesome. DK Metcalf was a phenom. I was just absolutely That's, thrilled. It's with, such a good receiving core. Yeah, oh it, it was fantastic. They had Josh Gordon there for a second before he got <laughs> For a second. For and the tight second. ends you know, were elevated. So this is... He disappeared into the This smoke. became a very pass-happy team. Um, I do want to point out Russell Wilson was very roller coastery this year. Um, for example, in week three against New Orleans, he had 41 fantasy football points. My God. The next week he had 14. You know, he had, you know, give me just a second here. It looks like he had one, two, three, four, five, six. So he had seven games this season where he had 17 or less fantasy football points. It's a lot. 
It's a lot, but he also had huge games of he had a 39-point game, a 41-point game. He had weak winning upside. Uh-huh. So very roller coastery. We know what he can do. He's somebody that I would put out there week in, week out. I'd be pretty comfortable with him. Um, but I agree. Yeah. you know, he does have a, a lower floor than you know what you'd want from a elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going into next year, would you rather have Russell Wilson or Patrick Mahomes? Uh Oh, Pat Mahomes. Yeah, I would too. And it's not even yeah. very close. I think Russell Wilson outperformed this year. And I do expect him to take a step back. Um, but I think he's still a top 10 quarterback. But I think he's more like a six to eight range uh, yeah. than number three. Yeah, something tells me he will most likely make the list uh, next year. For me. Yeah, and, and they don't want to necessarily need to rely on Russell Wilson. You know, I think they do want to run it into the ground with Chris Carson. Um, so, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see what this team does next yep. season. Uh, number two, Andrew, I want you to take a big old victory lap. Yep. Congratulations, sir. With your prediction of Dak Prescott, you were oh, yeah. all over Dak this year. He was free in drafts. Dak Prescott is the number two overall fantasy football quarterback of 2019. I'm so happy about that. 4,902 passing yards, 30 passing touchdowns. He was a beast. He killed it. Yeah, yeah, he really did. He was it. just a fantastic all-around quarterback this year. Um, Andrew, break down kind of what you saw happen. Yeah, so he had 4,902 passing yards, so he almost got to 5,000, which I would have enjoyed. Um, then he got 30 passing touchdowns, 11 interceptions, he also rushed a little bit, 277 rushing yards and two rushing TDs. So I think he came in second in passing yards, uh, right behind James Winston. Um, it, I, I said at the beginning, I really like that connection to Amari Cooper. And when Amari Cooper was healthy, uh, we saw that great connection. He also had uh, Michael Thomas, or sorry, not Michael Thomas. Whoa. Michael Imagine Gallup. That. Imagine that. Imagine Michael Thomas and Dak Prescott. Anyway, uh, Michael Gallup. And old reliable Jason Witten. So I think that um, they really, Dak needed to carry the team a lot because the Cowboys really weren't performing. And at some points, he did. He was uh, kind of also a roller coaster. Uh, if you want to compare yeah. him to Russell Wilson, he would get, you know, against Detroit, he got in week 11, 31 points. Uh, week 12, he gets six. So. Yeah, it's not great. It's, it's very roller coastery, but. I think that he showed that he has potential to be an elite quarterback. So, yeah, no, I think he's definitely demonstrated that. Um, I, I'm curious as to how you feel about it. I'm very skeptical of him finishing that well uh, next year. Um, I don't think second place. I don't think he's going to get second. I think yeah. that he can be a lower end top ten. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you say that. That's kind of yeah. where I, I think he was just hyper hyper efficient. Yeah, I'm thinking um, around like. Five, six, seven around yeah, that area. That's valid. That That's a, actually a very respectable position. I'm mm-hmm. surprised I share with you. Um, yeah, no, great season. He is on a great team. Uh, there's no reason to expect him to fall off a cliff. I think you, if you have him, you have a, a stud. Yeah. And, and number he, one. He was oh, free. Yeah. He was yeah. free at uh, the beginning of the season. He was drafted in like 10th, 11th round. I got him for a dollar in an in, in auction league that I was in, so. 
Yeah, and, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but there are a bunch of quarterbacks that were taken ahead of these 10 um, yep. that people were very high on. And we'll get into that in a second. That um, made our list. But yeah, number one, no surprise, Andrew Lamar Jackson. Luck. Yeah, oh. for real. Lamar Jackson, um, he was an absolute... He broke fantasy football this year, frankly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's He was an absolute stud, week in, week out. He was better than Mahomes was last year. Because of rushing, you know, he rushed for 1,207 yards, seven yeah. rushing touchdowns, threw for 36 touchdowns. It, it was that, it was fun to watch. Amazing. It was fun to be a part of and watch happen. It was. Do you he know was, where he would finish if he was a running back based on rushing yards? I'd say running back five. You were very close. Running back six, right behind Chris Carson, right above Leonard Fournette. Wow. If he was, that's... It's yeah, not bad for running back. That's taking away his passing touchdowns. <laughs> that's take yeah, that's that's not bad for a running back. He would be in thir- tied oh, for thirteenth if it was rushing touchdowns. So that's, that's how good of a performance he did. Jeez. Yeah, I mean that's that's just wild. Um yeah, no, he was just an absolute superstar this year. Um mm-hmm. and it's because of his rushing ability. I mean, you just he broke fantasy football. Fun to watch, horrifying to go up against. There's no reason oh, yeah. he shouldn't be able to finish as number one next season as well. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to everyone that had him. My condolences to everybody who faced him. Yeah. There are some notable quarterbacks missing from this list. Uh, mm-hmm. Starting with Andrew Luck. Uh, yep. Sad to see him go. Jacoby Brissett was just not what the Colts team was needing. I think the Colts draft a new quarterback. Um, I, yes, this, about that time. This draft. So I'm I curious to see the direction. About halfway through next season, and then they're gonna they're gonna have to start that quarterback that they draft. But I should mention this list is all the players that we put on our top ten at the beginning of the season that didn't make it. So you didn't have to say that. Yeah, I just want to. You know, we're right on some things, but we're wrong on others. So other than Andrew Luck, Matt Ryan took a ginormous step back as did the entire Falcons offense. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really expect this kind of a hangover for the Falcons. You know, their run game broke down. Devontae Freeman, you know, was a huge stinker this year. And He's this whole, gone. this whole He's... offense was just uh, not a dumpster fire. That's not fair. Um, he did finish just close. outside. So, I mean, it, it wasn't all bad, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, definitely huge step back and not really what people were hoping for uh from from him yeah um i can't count quickly enough but yeah he's just he was number 11, 11 yeah. so he was just outside the top 10 yep. other notable <laughs> i guess uh downplays baker mayfield people yep. were thinking he could finish as the number one with the addition of odo beckham jr jarvis landry nick chubb it was Freddy supposed to be Kitchens. a super team. Yeah. Um, not so much. He finished outside the top 10. And, 20. Uh, you know, do you think he's Johnny Menzel part two? I think he's got a, I think he's a little better than Johnny football. Um, I think that they're obviously still trying to figure things out in Cleveland. I think that he's better than 20th. I don't think he's going to be a top 10 quarterback. I think he's going to be a, very much like your favorite quarterback, Derek Carr, or like a... I want uh, everybody to know he's joking. I cannot stand <laughs> Derek Carr. So if this is your first time listening, Andrew's joking. 
don't put that yeah. evil on me. <laughs> I, I think that I think that he's going to be around that that area. I think that he is going to have a couple of good weeks enough for you to go. Okay, he's half decent, but I don't think he's going to finish top ten. I, I think top fifteen is reasonable. Um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far and say he's Johnny Manziel part two. Yeah, I do think he's better, but I am pretty seriously concerned about his future. Um, I don't know if you saw the clip from him this past weekend, um, but you know he kind of have a t- he had a temper tantrum with a fan. <laughs> yeah, it, it's he just seems to be struggling with uh, the team. So uh, bless his heart, I I I mean he's so young, I can't even imagine doing what he's doing at that age. Yeah, uh, but man, he, yeah, he, he took a huge step back. Struggled. And I, I'm I wouldn't be surprised if you know in a couple of years they have to draft a new quarterback because Baker's oh, not getting it done. Man. It'll be a. I, I hope him like the best. I, I hope he proves us wrong. Um, but yeah, me too. Yeah, you know, I don't expect him to be in the top ten next season. I do think the Browns are going to be trading Odo Beckham Jr. Um, so I think that's a smart move. We will see yeah, how that goes. Was, Mayfield was 22, 22 touchdowns, twenty one interceptions. He's got to fix that as well but. uh another huge i guess omission like from that. the top 10 list is yeah. jared goff he was incredible last season and this year he took a huge step back you know jared goff is a system quarterback you know he, he's pretty similar to kirk cousins mm-hmm. if everything around him is set he is a awesome quarterback if he can just sit in the pocket and make throws awesome that was not the case this year. Their offensive line was a turnstile. Like um, he was under assault all year, and he really struggled because of it. it you can't yeah. win a game purely on Jared Goff. Everything else needs to be working, and Goff elevates it. Um, you know, I think he could easily return to the top ten if you know if the O line's fixed. He still has elite weapons. He has an elite coach. Mm-hmm. If the O line's fixed, I think he could be you know top eight, top you know. I yeah, think he'd be top that's, five. That's not out of reach. I mean, he finished 13th. He was actually third in most yards thrown uh, from a quarterback. So I think that, you know, the potential is there. But like you said, his off- their offensive line is just god-awful. So if they improve that, top 10 is very reasonable. Yeah, I mean, he, he, he has arguably one of the top receiving cores in football. He has Robert yeah. Woods, Brandon Cooks, Cooper Cup, Everett and Higby, they Todd Gurley. Yeah, it's this is a this is a good player, and I if they fix the O line, he can be dangerous next season. Absolutely, uh, Cam Newton, you know, yeah. injured. Drew Brees, also you know, injured, which was a huge part of it. When Drew Brees has played this year, he's been great. Um, yeah. I think another person that's worthwhile mentioning is Ryan Tannehill. The only reason he's not on top ten is because he didn't start uh, all mm-hmm. season. Uh, I think since. Since he took over in week eight, I think he's been top five. <laughs> so he was incredible. I mean, he was a legitimate league winner if you picked him up and started him. Uh, if you had the stones to start him, congratulations. He proved to be yeah. a very, very competent player in this offense. Mm-hmm. And I think next season, you know, if he, I, I don't even think if, I think he will be with the Titans. I think he's going to be a legit contender for top 10. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I could I see really him finishing as nine or ten next season. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was exciting. So we did another little segment for you guys. We have this first one is we both picked a quarterback that struggled this year, but I but we believe in this upcoming year. 
for me, I think it's Goff. Goff struggled this season. We outlined it because of the O-line. I think he comes back next year and kicks some serious butt. They're going to work very hard in the offseason to fix uh, this O-line. So Jared Goff, I think, bounces back in a major way in 2020, and I think he ends next season as a top 10 quarterback. Ooh, there you go. All right. Um, weirdly enough, I picked Baker Mayfield. Ooh. It feels weird saying. Uh, finished 20th this year. Um, yeah, 3,800 uh, passing yards. He threw a lot of interceptions. They have a lot of things that he needs to improve on. Um, but I still have faith. I think that if Jarvis Landry stays on the team, that's going to help him out a lot because he's a, they have a good connection there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot to work around, but if everything goes right, I think he can still make top 10. Wow. That is a hot take. It's a hot take. We got some more hot takes. Yeah, that's pretty saucy. Yeah. The next one is a quarterback that struggled and we expect to continue to struggle. I have Phillip Rivers. He has been Mr. Tried and True for as long as I can remember. He has been top 12 quarterback as long as I can remember. Mr. Solid. That is done. This is... Old man Rivers, uh, I think he's done. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. he's done with the Chargers. I fully expect him not to be back with the Chargers next season. Um, and I don't know if he gets a starting job somewhere else. You know, he just he looks washed up. He just wasn't able to make the right throws. He looked out of his league. So, Philip Rivers, you struggled in 2019. And if you do continue yeah. to play, I think that will continue. Yeah, that team was in shambles. Uh, my player is Kyle Allen. He started out hot. He started out really well, winning. Uh, he went four and zero, and then he just—it's just everything went wrong for him. He threw uh, after that four and zero start. He threw ten touchdowns, sixteen interceptions. Got benched for Will Greer, um, and then Will Greer gets injured. They bring in Kyle Allen, and he still doesn't perform well. I just don't think as, as much as I, I, I don't wish him to not have a career in the NFL. Cause that's just, <laughs> that's just a bad thing to say, but I just don't think he really has one. I don't, you know, I just, I just don't think he's got what it takes. He had a very promising start, but that, that was his upside. I don't think he can perform like those first four weeks. He will be a very good backup. He, yeah, he would be, Close uh, to Nick he Foles won level. games earlier this season. You know he's he did. competent. Yeah. Would you rather have Mariota as a backup or Kyle Allen? Oh, no, Kyle Allen for sure. <laughs> yeah, not even that's not even a question there. Next up, we have a quarterback that killed it, and we expect to kill it in a good way. My player is Kyler Murray. You know he had a fantastic season, first year in the league, first year with the new coach, coach first season in the NFL. Um, and he did an incredible job. And you saw it week after week. He got better. He looked more comfortable. He looked more in command of this offense. Um, yeah, I, I expect him to only get better and better. I do want to say, unfortunately, the internet ruins everything. I saw a clip where they said Kyler Murray runs like a little kid who just broke something and he's running away from his mom. Oh, and I can't unsee it. The way he runs looks like a little kid running from his mama. Awesome. Hey, as long as it works, man. Yeah. As long as and, it works. Yeah. So unfortunately, I can never own him again because I, I don't think I can watch him without thinking of it. <laughs> but no, I love Kyler Murray. I think he's the future of the NFL. I think he can yeah. be as good 
Okay, that's a little extreme. I think he can be a top-tier quarterback, especially in fantasy football because of his rushing upside. All right. Um, As much as I wanted to put Lamar Jackson down, uh, because I had a lot of faith in him at the beginning of the season, that's kind of a cop-out. So I'm going with a man whose first time finishing as a top-15 quarterback, mainly due to injuries, your favorite, Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, finished 14th this year. I would say that's a breakout because it's the first time top 15. Uh, almost 4,000 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, uh, 13 interceptions, so could improve there, and he had a rushing touchdown. Um, if you look at the 49ers wide receiver core, hmm. there's not really a player that stands out. Yeah, it's Debo. <laughs> it's Debo. It's Debo Samuel who's okay. He's uh, he did well. He did well um, as a rookie wide receiver. So I think that if you get some serious weapons for Jimmy G, uh, then I think that he can be a top 10 quarterback. I mean, we see he has a great connection with Kittle, who is one of the most exciting tight ends in the game. I think that if you build a solid team around Jimmy G, uh, he will definitely take you places. Yeah, and and I, I think, honestly, my favorite part about Jimmy G is other than his handsomeness, it's Kyle Shanahan. You know, he is a quarterback wizard uh, and Jimmy G, I don't think he's a elite talent by any stretch, but you know, in the right system, he could be great. I think he Mm -hmm. can, I think his upside is what Jared Goff had last year. Oh yeah. Um, And you know, not a world beater, but you know, could definitely be a winner. Yeah. Um, yeah, this next part is quarterback that killed it this year, but someone I don't believe in. For me, it was it was pretty easy. It's Jameis Winston. Yep, that's who I put down as yeah, well. Yeah, and, and it's almost Jameis Winston, almost man. too easy. Yep. You know, Jameis Winston was. I don't want to say he was incredible this year because he wasn't, but we saw what he's capable of. He had two top whenever and when everybody was healthy, he had two top three receivers in the NFL. Yeah. Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were two and three in fantasy football scoring for wide receivers. That is wild. That is just unheard of. You know, we, I remember Aaron Rodgers when Cobb uh, and Nelson were top, top 12. And that was huge having two top 10 receivers. Um, But no, two and three is wild, but he made it happen. It's those huge, just, absolutely reckless throws where it gives him a chance to make a huge play. Pretty reckless. Um, And on the other flip of that coin, huge interceptions. uh, Just, just a, just a roller coaster of emotions. 30. Um, 30. Yeah. So he had a huge, huge season. He, he's such a complicated quarterback to evaluate (laughs) because on one hand, you're like, this could be the best quarterback ever to play the game. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, this guy might be legally handicapped. <laughs> he might have been in special classes in school. It's insane. It's, I, let's, okay, quick game. How does he tie his shoes? Last, last, last year, last season, Big Ben led the league in passing interceptions. And I thought this was a lot. Can you take a guess how many? 18. 16 which is a little less than one a game. Actually, that is one a game. Uh, <laughs> that is one a game. James Winston over here is averaging more than two a game. I yeah. My brain can't handle that. I if I'm, I would freak out 
if he's on my team. I don't yeah. want this guy on my team next year because he's gonna. You know, he's gonna throw at least two interceptions a game. Well, That's and terrible. you don't even know if he's gonna be on a team next year. Yeah, we don't I know that. It, I think it's legitimate to think he won't be a starter on a team next year. Yeah, I think he'll be on a team definitely. Well, he'll be um, on a team, but he won't be the starter. I think could, it could be. Here's one a of theory. Those. Let me run this past you. Yeah. Could you see him sitting out an entire season because there's not an open spot and then coming back the following season as a starter? No. Here's what I think is going to happen with James Winston. I think that he's going to sign with a team like uh, the Chargers. I'm trying to think, just top of my head, the Cincinnati Bengals, right? Shit. Let's just. No. Just, and they're going Burrow. That's true. Okay, let's. I, I'm trying to think of a good. Here's my fun prediction: here. Cam yeah. Newton to the Raiders. Oh, jeez. Jameis Winston to the Chargers. Okay. They need some I, life. What, what I was gonna say is, I think Winston uh, is gonna be the backup, but I think unfortunately he's gonna. They're gonna put him in about mid-season. I think it's gonna be one of those where, kind of like, uh, like last season where it was Winston Fitzpatrick where they kind of flip flop between those two. I think that he's going to be doing that for the rest of his career. Hmm. It's going to be really unfortunate. He'll be the new Fitzpatrick. Actually, that's a probably a pretty good comparison. (laughs) And then people are going to look back and say, wow, at one point Fitzpatrick and Winston were on the same team together. (laughs) And it went exactly how anybody would have expected. Exactly. how we thought. Yeah. Well, Andrew, that wraps up our quarterback 2019 season Uh breakdown. It was a pleasure dissecting fantasy football with you once again. Mm -hmm. Thank you to everybody who's listening. We are outside of the regular season. So if you're listening to us, that means you subscribed or you are weirdly attracted to us. Either way, we thank you so much (laughs) for being committed to us. I hope you are enjoying the off season for fantasy football enjoy the playoff football we are going to experience this weekend. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, we get a thrill by talking fantasy football. And what helps us do that is by you guys leaving good review. Well, okay, that's presumptuous. Leaving reviews (laughs) and telling your friends, you know, that we really do appreciate it. That goes a long way towards building the Barely Athletic crew. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. And we look forward to breaking down other positions and how they fared in 2019. Have a good one, everybody.